Hello everyone, um, this is Sam Sky, the Ignition Coach at Curious Entrepreneurs and welcome to another episode of the Curious Entrepreneur podcast. Um, today I am with the amazing Georgia Murphy um, from Bidwells and I will let her introduce you uh, introduce herself to you now um, but most importantly obviously if you've enjoyed previous episodes and uh, hopefully enjoy this one please leave a review on our Spotify account and um, little rating it helps massively uh, reach other people but I'll hand over to Georgia to introduce herself to you and then we'll get rolling. Yep so um, hello everyone I am Georgia I work for Bidwells in the talent acquisition team I'm an assistant I started off as an apprentice um, Nice. So, if you didn't know already, Bidwells are working closely with us. Yes. Um, and we can obviously speak about that what that program looks like yeah. and all the amazing activities we can do. Yeah. But I want this podcast to be about you okay. as well. So, kind of, where did your... Obviously, you've been on a journey so far and it got to, you, to where you are now. Yeah. I want to almost go back a little bit and speak about how you got there okay and we'll start with education so what was your experience of education and your relationship with it and how did it serve you so I think education is difficult for everybody Mm. um I got on well with it it was okay I had friends at school I enjoyed going to school and being social Mm. but maybe like the learning side of things I struggled a little bit more with okay I liked going into secondary school and doing my GCSEs and stuff, I had, like, the best time ever and, like, enjoyed hanging out with my friends. But mm-hmm. actual learning, I found that focus mm-hmm. and having that interest in what we were actually studying mm-hmm. really difficult. Okay. Um, so concentrating and stuff like that, it just wasn't natural to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got okay grades. I got off with, I think, eight GCSEs or something okay. like that. And they were all above passes. But... There was never a point where I was like, this is my favourite subject and this is what I'm going to focus on and this is what I'm going to be amazing at. Okay. I Yeah, I struggled to have that sort of drive. Um, revision, I did revision, but I never sort of found a way that would make me remember it. I'd like right, okay. try and make pretty notes and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I never got to a point where I was like, yes, this is it. Like, I love school now. Like, uh, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I had a similar experience... When I was at school, I was just a bit of a yes man. Like, I just kind of like now go on with it. Cause a bit like stuff with my background of football. If it football had to come first, then education. So I was a bit of a yes man, but I was exactly the same as you. Like in especially in regards to the revision aspect of things. Like when I was at school, you, sometimes we had those sessions like this is how to revise. But my generally my way of learning how to revise was. I literally used to do look cover copy and it was really bad. Yes. And I literally was on like the day before my exams, I would just do look cover copy, look cover copy. It served me to get the grades, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't served me. I've got no recognition of any of the knowledge that I've put into my brain after that. Yeah. So if you could go back to to school, but create it as you would want, what would you want school to look like for like your 16 year old self? I think... Um, for me, I'd like to go back and do things a bit differently. Like I would probably work a bit harder now that I look back. But Mm. I think if there was a lot, if there was more things that I could do physically, so like Mm. actually go and do something to Uh help me learn. So I think I need to go and like, I don't know, like do an activity or like 
improvise or something like that to mm. make me realize that process what's actually going on mm. like rather than sitting and looking in a textbook like I cannot yeah. take the information in I'm yeah. just looking at it and it's not like processing at mm. all I remember like before I think it was my biology exam or something we mm. were about to go in five minutes before and my friend went oh yeah so about that and I went what are you talking about I was like I've never heard of that topic before because I just didn't remember it right, okay. so I was a bit of a nightmare so I feel like I'm a more of a doer like I need nice, to like okay. do like an activity or something yeah. to help me pick it up a little bit more nice. but yeah no. so like can there's that thing like kinetic I think I think it's called kinetic learning so like you learn through doing yeah yeah I'm, I'm the same I think that's the only one of the things that I found with education was that I think you can almost learn theory through through doing like actually learn activity find out well you you'll learn through that activity anyway like about getting it right or potentially learning from it but th then I think maybe the theory would be quite interesting if you had action and then you learned the theory after yeah. rather than doing the theory yeah. before because then actually it allow the action allows you to reflect on yeah it makes so much more well. sense like yeah definitely cool so it's quite interesting to obviously find that about yourself because then because we, we'll come on to it later about the doing that we'll be doing in a couple of months time so what did what did life look like once you'd finished your exams so after my GCSEs I feel like everybody was just like yeah let's go sick form like mm -hmm. everybody wanted to do the same thing mm -hmm. and go and study free A levels and then go to university mm -hmm. I jumped on the bandwagon and I was like okay I'll go do my A-levels and whatever and I did English business and design technology like the fashion focus in that okay and I did enjoy that particular exam like doing all of the fashion and stuff yeah. like that but I just went and did my A-levels because that's what everybody else was doing and I didn't right. sort of look into the other options that might have been available for me mm -hmm. so people sometimes jump straight into an apprenticeship or like full-time work or something yeah. but I just thought, right, all well, my mates are doing it. I'm going to go with them. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to do the A-levels and I got about a year and a bit in and it was like lockdown suddenly. Everyone was like COVID, oh, really? fundamental. Okay. Yeah, so we were all told to stay at home and we didn't really know what was going to happen like mm. because the teachers didn't know. So we didn't know, should we still be revising? Are we going to sit our exams? Mm. And we ended up getting our predicted grades, which probably didn't do me any favours because right. in that first year, I just, I tried, but again, I shouldn't have, you know, made that decision to go to do my levels mm. because the focus just was never there for mm. me. Like I struggled to then again, take in even more information, even like more difficult topics and mm. stuff. So um, I did okay. I got okay grades, but I wasn't necessarily like happy with them. Um, and after that I was like, okay, what now? Because yeah. I've done this and I, I don't want to go to university because I can't do any more learning. Like yeah. I'm clearly, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, so I just sort of fell into, um, I was already working part-time at Waitrose. Okay. So I said, I need to fill my time. I can't just sit at home all day. Mum mm. would literally be getting so annoyed with me. Yeah. So, um, I decided, um, to go full-time and just work and, it was at the time like probably the best thing that I could have done because I was with all my friends and so many people went through that difficult you know couple of years 
not being able to see anyone, I had that luxury because mm. all my friends worked there at the same time as right, me. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just continued working there. I tried to get a management position because that was the best option. Mm. Didn't get it. So I was just like, you know what, I'm not enjoying this. After like a couple of years of being there, I was like, right, I'm ready to move on now. Like, mm-hmm. And that's sort of where I found Bidwells. Okay. Yeah. So then talk to me about... Talk to me about that that journey then. So how did you become aware of Bidwells? Um, So I was, I think it was when lockdown had eased up a little bit at some point. I think it was like early 2021 sort of time. It was like a everything had calmed down yeah, a little yeah. bit through that bit. Um, and I was saying to my mum, like, I'm really not enjoying myself, what I'm doing, and I'm not like happy. Mm. I just wanted to find something that motivated me and I had a drive and I had like passion for and I ended up um well she would I'd obviously go to work full time mm. and she I don't know if she was on furlough or not but she used to sit at home bless her and she would look at these different vacancies oh. for me and I'd come home and she'd be like look at this one this is amazing this would be so good for you mm. you're so chatty you're a people person and there was a couple with Bidwells and I knew someone that worked there already mm-hmm. and mum was like you know I think you'd be amazing at this this is like so people driven and it just sounds like an amazing opportunity so it was um at the time I think they called it a recruitment apprenticeship Uh so that is essentially what I applied for um and obviously having a contact there was beneficial because she went and spoke to the team and said I know this girl Mm -hmm. she's keen whatever um and I got an interview and was successful so I just sort of fell into the role from there and I absolutely love it. Like, I loved it. As soon as I started, I thought it was so exciting, so yeah. professional, like, a new environment. So, yeah, I got there eventually. Nice. So how did that interview process go? Because I think, obviously, part of your role now, which we'll come into in a bit, you can obviously provide some your your tips on how to do a great interview. Yeah. But well, how did your first interview go with Bidders? Um, I I'm a strong believer that. I will know if something's right for me or not, like when I'm there. So I had this feeling before I went and I normally I'm quite on edge. Like I'll get a little bit nervous for things like that. I just felt so at ease and I was like, mm. this is right. Like it was very strange. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like it's normal to get nervous. Yeah. Um, but I just thought, okay, this is like a good environment. Like it looks amazing. Just go for it. Like mm. this is your opportunity. Um, so I got in and it was um, another boss that I had at the time who interviewed me and she um, was very welcoming the office is quite quiet because a lot of people were working from home at the yeah. time still so she literally just sat me down and said like I want you to be yourself and we had just a chat like it wasn't like an intense interview and we got on so well and I think that really helped me obviously because mm. we sort of had a bit of a friendship as well as mm-hmm. um, like a work relationship Mm -hmm. and she um yeah was just asking me all sorts of questions sort of about like myself because when you've only worked in a supermarket Mm. sometimes it can be difficult to give examples of how you would do things differently in that role because it doesn't quite transfer over yeah but um yeah no so we just had a chat and of days later she rang me and was like oh I'd like to offer you the job and I was absolutely thrilled like I literally started crying when she oh, told me nice. I had it I was so happy yeah so how yeah talk to us about that because we had a little conversation earlier about that how did you approach that conversation about your experience in the past Because obviously a lot of young people listening and watching this 
they aren't going to potentially some of them might not have even qualifications yeah. Yeah. and then some of them might not have loads of experience behind them to showcase that to an employee but from like even from experience you've said even at stuff at waitress there's there's characteristics yeah. that you'll develop there they're actually really useful for a role so how did you pr- promote that for yourself in the interview but then with yeah. what the knowledge you know now what advice would you provide a young person with I'd say obviously like when you're creating your CV like and like you say going in for interview is so difficult when you're at that early stage and you don't have that background and the knowledge and the skill set or whatever I I think what I would do I remember sitting down like before I went into the interview because I didn't know what to expect mm. and I'd written like the job experience I had so it was like waitress I'd been a salon girl in um on a Saturday at like mm. a local hairdresser's um I think I'd had a paper round and done like Duke of Edinburgh gold um bronze award mm-hmm. um so I'd literally pinpointed like, anything that I could like take from my nice. background and stuff like even if it's like the smallest thing like the littlest job you do develop skills like when I first started like that paper round back and when I was like 14 I was so shy but then I wasn't afterwards because I'd literally had to throw myself into this little shop and chat to this lady and say oh can you give me a job by the way like is that okay and it grew my confidence so much so I'd say if you can write down all of your work history or any of your achievements and then bullet point underneath like how that's going to benefit you in this new role Mm. and what skills you've developed so like for example I don't know waitrose you've got to um, have amazing customer service which I still need now when I'm mm. talking to a candidate mm. so um, just little things like that like making sure that you're prepared is really important but of course like if you don't have any work experience and stuff mm. maybe use like I don't know sports that you've done or mm. like teamwork that's like an example mm. that you could use I don't know like mm. that's sort of the things that I would go for mm. that's really valuable and I think loads of people take so much like from that because I think what you're talking about there like extracting there's the we go through life so often and we neglect what we actually have achieved like we always think it's actually the big stuff that needs to be spoken about but actually that there's so much so many micro moments in our lives that we don't think about so that's probably why reflecting on everything that you've done and trying to pick out the like the bits that actually you might not think at the time are that important but they've actually changed you like going into a shop yeah. And asking for a job at a paper like in a paper shop, like yeah. that is actually a big moment in life because yeah. that's your first step of like going out to the world and going like this is who I am, and can I can I be of use and of service to you? Mm. Love it. So that's really useful. I want to know about also what that apprenticeship looked like at Bidwell's. Okay. So, to, like on a day to day. So what what was the role again? So I was a recruitment apprentice, but my job title was talent acquisition apprentice. Okay, cool. So what did that look like then? What did the journey of, so how long was it? It was, essentially it's 12 months, of course, but I always think with apprenticeships, they do normally run a little bit longer. So they'll say it's 12 months when really it's 15. Okay. Um, So I finished that about four four or five months ago now, so late last year. Oh, nice. Okay, so pretty recent. Yeah, so it's pretty recent. It's what I needed. I needed something like to keep me driven. So I had to do my learning online. Mm-hmm. Um, some apprenticeships inside or outside of Bidwell's, obviously, like you can go and like go to college for the yeah, day, yeah, every yeah. day a week or whatever. Um, but 
mine was all based online so I had um a tutor that I had a call with like every month nice. and she was really helpful and she would like talk me through what I needed to do what my goals were and she was very direct and like I just got it done and that was it mm-hmm. um and I had like um it was a lot of it was sort of like taking information like watching like an online lecture basically mm-hmm. um making notes and then doing a quiz at the end and then I had to submit like this massive, huge, like, I don't even know how many pages it was. It was like a case study of my work and what I'd done already whilst I was an apprentice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that was basically what they assessed me on at the end. So, yeah. And then you have a call and you have to like talk through your job with them as well. So they like make sure that you've got, you match the criteria essentially to to the qualification. So it's a little bit of a different one because a lot of people go to college like I said like a day a week or do a degree apprenticeship where you go to university and that would have been a lot more work than what I had to do because mine was a lower level one so yeah okay so that's the theory side of things what did the practical side look like so you said obviously you learn you enjoy learning through doing what were you doing on a day-to-day basis yeah so like when I first started I was pretty much thrown in the deep end like I remember sitting in interviews like in my first week and I was like (gasps) going on like how am I here sort of thing obviously I had people with me that had that experience already from doing interviews in the past Mm -hmm. but I was there like adding a question in or two at the end to be like oh maybe we should have asked that and then I'd like ask the candidate and I'd be so nervous like I was interviewing these people and I'd be so nervous and I'd be like oh my god what's going on but that was a really good way for me to just go for it and like of learn mm. how to recruit and how to interview because you don't want um the candidates sat there thinking why is the interviewer so nervous yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. but yeah things like that um I think what I most struggled with when I first started was calling people because I I don't know a lot of young people I think you find nowadays get nervous speaking on the phone like nobody wants to pick up the phone and mm. call the doctors or call whoever mm. whereas like I just have to do that like I was thrown in the deep and I'm I'd have like a table and my team would be there and I'd be on the phone and I'd be stuttering because I was like worried about what I was going to say if I was going to ask the wrong questions but within like a month two months I was like flying with it like just chatting to people like pick up the customer service skills it's like that side of things that I really enjoy because it's like the doing obviously yeah yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you say that at first you felt really nervous about it Mm. so how did you break through that initial potential fear or anxiety about what might happen and then you go you almost step into yourself and feel really confident confident about it yeah so I it's one of the things I I think I'm quite an open person so with the team I would just say I get really nervous about this or I'm really worried and they'd be Mm. like okay well why don't you take this approach or why don't you think about this so I remember I was going to like my first conference like in Milton Keynes I can't even remember when it was I think it was a few months into my job mm. and my boss was driving us and she said to me right so what are you actually worried about and then I tell her and she'd be like but what are the chances of that actually happening and if mm. it does happen what's the consequence mm. is it that bad like mm. no it's not like mm. just go for it like there's too many things that could go wrong that you could think about and instead of worrying about all of that you should just literally go for it like don't let your mind like ruin it for you like essentially because I think that's what I was doing I'd call people I'd be like oh no like what if I 
I don't know, like forget this or don't ask them that. And then afterwards I'd be like, well, if I did forget that, then can I just follow up in like the next couple of days and call mm. them again? Like mm. it doesn't look that bad. It mm. looks like I'm keeping engaged. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? I think. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's really helpful for someone listening because like you say, don't let your mind play, play tricks on yeah. you. And that initial... I think when any if anyone's ever like tried to do something amazing in their life or something new, yeah, you do get that that feeling of I think when you experience that feeling of uncertainty or nervousness, one I think it's really positive because one it shows you care. Mm. If you weren't nervous, you you wouldn't care. And two, that that's when you know you're potentially leaving your comfort zone, and that's a really cool place to be because that's where you're growing. Like there's the I forgot what it's called. There's a certain like graph and have you ever like felt in flow like in life like similar to when you felt at ease mm -hmm. have you ever felt where time you like, might be doing activity and time just goes like yes, that? Yes yeah. So that that's that well they've de defined that thing as flow so if your um, level of expertise is higher than the activity you're doing mm -hmm. then you'll feel bored because right. it's easy and you're just yeah. like this is so boring yeah whereas if your level of um potential expertise is lower yeah. than the activity you might be in a stack if it's too if the activity is really hard and your yeah. level of expertise is a little bit lower then you might feel really anxious and that's where you're like oh my god i literally can't do this, I can't do this. whereas flow is that sweet spot where your expit the activity is just a little bit higher than your expertise so like you're having to concentrate but not to the point where you feel yeah. extremely anxious and I think that don't get me wrong there's sometimes where you might be in that anxiety phase yes. but it's having the kind of composure to calm yourself and then like you say just go for it because either way maybe the question you've got to ask yourself is what if I don't act yeah. and what is the consequence of that but then what if I do like you're only kind of going to get a positive because if you do act and maybe you don't um, potentially achieve what you wanted to go out, exactly. you're going to learn from that experience if you reflect on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's really, that's really useful. So from there then, well, one, one, what was the culture like at Bidwell's? Like how, how did you feel where, like embedding yourself into the organisation? It just felt so natural. Like I yeah I got in there and obviously I'm in like an amazing team and I still out like when I first started I thought wow these like some inspirational women like yeah. that I work with um but yeah it's just one of them environments where I can express any worries that I might have because at the end of the day I've I've only been in my role t I, it's, it sounds like a little while but two years like, I'm still learning so much mm. so I feel able to question anything or open any like new doors or make any suggestions I'm free to do so whenever mm. I want um the actual like office is just amazing like the one that I work in I absolutely love it it's the great breakfast great breakfast <laughs> so yeah like got the on-site cafe and all that um but yeah no it's just everybody is equal we all socialize together we've got like a system where people can work pretty much wherever they want um in the office you can sit wherever you like like people mix all mm. the time um everyone's always at like chatting on like walks and stuff at lunch That's which great. is really nice um yeah it's just yeah it's a lovely environment to work in mm. 
But that, that reflected for what you said earlier about how you felt comfortable enough and confident enough to ask questions from the get-go. And then also actually say when you... I think that's one of the most important things as well. Saying when you don't... When you feel a little bit uncomfortable or you can actually ask questions, like yeah. having a culture where you can do that. Because one, you'll learn. Mm-hmm. Two, the people will learn about you. And then th- th- you'll... Well, it'll be growth for them actually facilitating your journey. But two, they'll, they'll, you'll grow so much more as a, as a result. So actually... That's probably one thing I would say as well, like ask questions like, yes. and don't be afraid yeah. to feel like you are learning. Because actually, if you're in a position where you're always doing that, then you are going to learn more than the person that's yeah. might experience that internally, but it's not showing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that is so good. How would you, I, I know me and Alex and a few of our curious entrepreneurs came and visited you mm-hmm. and Gemma last month. Like if you could summarise how it how it feels to work at Bidwells in like in three words, what would they be? What three comes words. to mind? Um gosh a difficult one. I d I don't know. Overall I think it feels quite surreal to me. Like oh, because yeah. like looking back, if I was to go back to my A levels and GCSEs and I saw myself like here right now mm. or at work in that office like, on the phone to all these different people, interviewing different people, mm. I wouldn't believe it because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I had no idea. So I've just fallen into it, really. Like, and it's amazing, like, how sort of having, like, the right attitude and the right personality sort of for the role can get you somewhere, like, mm. where I am. So I don't know. Like, I wouldn't... I, I think it'd be difficult to, like, pinpoint three words how it made me feel. Like, um, yeah, I'm not sure, okay. to be honest. Surreal, surreal's a pretty cool surreal's one. Surreal's a good one, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So that, what about your role now then? So, mm-hmm. like I know, obviously, I, I didn't even know that, that that transition happened only four months ago. So has has your role changed slightly? Like what um, um, And what are you doing? Is there anything that you're doing differently now than what you're doing before? I think, I've yeah, I think with time, like my style of work has changed massively um, compared to like what I was like when I first started. I think... Because I've obviously I had a day that I dedicated to studying, so mm. I now work every day of the week, yeah, which yeah. is like fine. And I don't know, like I feel like I've picked up like experience and skills that has made me a lot better at my role. So yeah. obviously the transition happened at like January December time, yeah. um, and I think I've just sort of like thought of more ideas because so I do like the graduate role intakes and the apprenticeship intakes Mm. so I see like in my first one that was just a learning curve like I was like okay so this is what I have to do now now like it was like a process for the year and now I look back and I'm like okay we need to do that differently because it didn't work very well last year so it's like improving our sort of structures and stuff which works really nicely yeah yeah it is it is really cool and like also I think I've got a lot better at like building relationships with people that start with us so if I have an apprentice come and join like in one of our teams or a graduate I want to be there to like help them and like advise them on anything so a lot of them will move down from different locations and stuff I'm, I'm going to check in and see if they've got their house sorted like do you know what I mean That's like brilliant. building that sort of friendship as well as the colleague sort of relationship mm. it's really important I've mm. learned because you don't want to neglect someone and then they'll they're starting a job and they're gonna think oh my god I don't want to start like I don't know anyone I've not spoken to anyone like that's the worst thing that could happen yeah um but yeah no that's sort of like what 
I think I've like developed on mostly since the transition into this role, mm. definitely. That's literally like you are kind of almost like the perfect trailblazer for one, the organization, but for what you are doing as well. Like that, that's so good to see, obviously, your journey and then what you've just said there about that relationship and that like yeah. the management of people is probably one of the most important things ever yeah so I think that's so good to hear like if I was listening now I'd be like I want to work <laughs> I want to work for Bidros <laughs> um so how many people do you think you've interviewed in your life so far in my life so far obviously we probably interview like thousands of people on a day-to-day basis yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. but like from a, in a from a working environment how many do you think oh my god I don't know um so I don't know I, I can't even think like this month I probably sometimes like I don't need to be there so it's important that someone from HR or like in recruitment is there for like the first stage or the second stage like we need to meet them at some point but often like I will set the interview up and like the hiring manager will just go in and like chat to them for the last stage to make sure that everything's all good and crystal clear I don't know. I'd like to put a guess on so far, probably. Do you mean like telephone interviews as well? Anything. Oh, if it's telephone interviews included, I think a thousand people. Um, really? Yeah. Like I talked to so many people on the phone. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because when we have graduate intakes, you've got to think all them people want a job at the same time. So they're oh, all right, applying. Okay. So, and it's like obviously like kind of niche jobs. So like surveying and stuff. Yeah. If we're recruiting for one of them, they're all going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And, I can't judge so-and-so because they've got, like, a month more work experience than somebody mm. else. It's important that I talk to them and get a feel for their personality and see if mm. they come across well and they're, like, a good fit for us. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, getting that sort of ball rolling early on is important. But, no, yeah, I think that would be my guess if you included telephone interviews because I'm always talking to people on the phone. That is crazy. You've interviewed potentially, like, a 1,000 people in your... Yeah. in your mind yeah you said earlier about one word that stood out to me was like attitude yes S- from your experience and like observations of either you being on a panel and 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 watching people get interviewed or you interviewing someone else what what are the top three things mm. that you see the most successful candidates have Okay. In an interview. So I think if we were to talk about specifically, if I'm talking about interviewing for an apprenticeship, is mm-hmm. to just to pinpoint, it's like I've said it before, like if someone's got no work experience and no skill set, like from like doing different activities, different like achievements, whatever, then and in, if they get an interview, I'm going to think, right, this is all sort of riding on how they perform in this interview. Like, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I would look out for people's body language, like someone that is engaging, like mm. can sort of, well, I don't know, like isn't slumped in their seat yeah, and yeah, like yeah. doesn't look like, because you sometimes get people that just look like they don't want to be there and mm. that's really like, it's it's a, it plays a big part of body language, I think, in an interview. Mm. Um, second thing I'd probably say is, um people like if you're chatting to somebody and you ask them a question and I know it's difficult because it's a nerve-wracking experience I think it's important that they have things prepared to answer with because sometimes you ask a question and they'll be like I don't know so if I said to them oh like what do you know about Bidwells have you found anything else about the team like did you do some research Mm. I always tell people before they come in please do some research Mm. 
because it's going to help you, like it's going to benefit you in the interview. And then if they've still not got anything and they're like, oh, I don't know, like it's just not going to work out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one thing. Okay. But everyone like should be able to access that info, you yeah. know, research it. If you've applied for the job, you can look at the job advert. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing, I just think having like questions prepared and stuff is really important. So at the end, if we're saying like, you know, is there anything you want to know? It's so nice to see someone that's like engaged and so interested that they've like prepared like I don't know even if it's like oh what's the culture like here or what do you guys enjoy about your jobs or mm. just make it like be chatty like yeah. make that conversation don't make it I I don't like interviewing in like a rigid format so mm. it's like it feels awkward and it feels like everyone feels like on edge yeah. I want it to like free flow and yeah, be more yeah. of a chat then rather than anything and if yeah. they've got that prepared it works mm. okay nice like like so you speak about obviously the like quali- qualification side of things, yeah, that has a that has part to play, but obviously if that's not the case and they're just getting started, then it's about actually how they flow in the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm interested as well. Like what th- like you speak about obviously there's that th- conversation around skills or whatever. Part of what we're doing is like almost turning the word skills into characteristics. Yes. So just just say someone literally has no experience mm-hmm. what characteristics would you look for so obviously body language being curious is probably the last curious, one yeah. what would be what would be the last one like because I, un- I understand like there's i get it where some people might freeze yes and yeah. they might have the i don't know potentially not because yeah. they might have done the research and they it's just so hard it's like, difficult yeah it is difficult like you sit down with these people and some of them have worked themselves up so much mm. for this interview and it almost ruins it for them yeah. because they've overthought every single aspect of it. Like I was saying earlier, like before I was calling candidates, I was overthinking every single aspect of yeah, it. Yeah. They've done the same thing. Yeah. It's it's hard. I think someone that's engaging is really important. I think yeah. that's the word I'd use. I think nice. even if they're shy, you can tell when someone's interested and you can tell when they want to be there and they're keen. And Mm. I think that's really attractive to an employer. Mm. Whereas like sometimes you'll get people that like maybe, I don't know, like their mum's like applied for them and they've like just gone to the interview because they felt like they had to. And then they don't want to be there, which is like, you get, you know when that's the case normally. So yeah, I think engaged is nice. That links in nicely with what we do. So like our three pillars are just the way we work as an organisation. I engage with with young people mm. inspire them mm-hmm. and then activate them mm-hmm. so there are kind of three layers so yeah links nicely with the language um so let's move on around what we're doing collaboratively as like our organization so bidwell's are sponsoring inspire to ignite um for for the next year but so basically we will be representing Bidwells wherever we go. You will obviously be getting involved at our events. You are obviously the our Ignite champion for Bidwells, which we're really grateful for. We've got some really cool, exciting stuff happening towards the end of August um, where we'll be taking five to ten curious entrepreneurs to Bidwells for a one-week work placement, which is, like, we've mapped it out. It looks, it's going to be so cool. Yeah. Do you want to kind of maybe share what your role within that will be and then I'll kind of explain what I'll be getting involved in as well. Yeah, of course. So obviously Gemma and I and you guys have been preparing for it and we've been 
putting ideas together and thinking about what we want to do from our point of view like we want to bring people in who don't know about property and want to learn about property mm-hmm. um and sort of see like the different career paths that you can go down and just get a feel for what it might be like to actually work with us because I think a lot of these days like you'll go and you'll say oh can I get some work experience or whatever or people will go and do work experience and like we, I think we were chatting about it earlier and yeah. you're literally just making the teas yeah, yeah. we don't want that we want them to learn and like take something away from it I want the students to understand like what a property consultancy does for one but I also want them to feel more confident within themselves about you know going forwards for interviews for whether even if it's not in property like I want them to feel better about sort of how they can perform so I think Gemma and I were saying that we want to do an hour or an afternoon dedicated to like interview skills and CV writing and just like how they sort of come across and like talking them through Mm. the different things that they can do differently maybe I don't know in interviews and stuff like that um but yeah no the whole week is just um uh like a experience for them so that they can fully understand the different teams and how it might because some of them might want to do something like sales and then the other might want to do planning which is so different like complete opposite ends of the scales like I just want them to sort of see that for themselves if that makes sense yeah yeah I'm so excited for it like just like the week from my perspective like what I'll be doing is I'll be helping the young people to embed themselves in their culture which i don't think will be very hard at all just with how open you guys are um we'll kind of have some like ice breaks on the first day like curious jenga have cool. some workshops where they'll be able to open up to each other but also to the team and vice versa like, all of the bid rolls team that are going to be there on the day will get in, be getting involved in these as well and then we're basically taking them on the journey f- to actually pitch to the bid rolls leadership team their own their own piece, their own kind of project their own house yeah. like housing project which is so cool so speaking with the rural team to pick the land yes. then the commercial team to layer in layer in those buildings and the residential mm-hmm. team so it's going to be such a cool week and i'm so looking forward to it and just getting the right young people the right mixture which we've done with previous experiences there yeah. um and i'm really i'm really, really looking forward to it but also to your point I'll, I'll challenge you like you might say like sales and com- um planning are different but also in order to like obviously put plans together you need to sell it you need to sell yeah, the vision yeah, yeah. so there's definitely. there's so much crossover there definitely um but there's going to be so much we're going to get involved in like we've got curious corner and we're ta- basically taking over 25 percent of careers uh, a career space a careers fair um in early july which we'll be getting bid wells in as well so there's so much going on it's exciting yeah last question then um well, actually, I've got two more questions. Cool. What's what's your vision for your for yourself going forwards? That could be like personally or like uh, with Bidwells. What, where what do you what, what 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 vision do you have for yourself going forwards? I think I've come like so far already. Like I'm I'm so happy with sort of where I've got to. But I love the focus on like early careers and that side of things. So obviously looking after people because I was saying to you earlier I think because I'm still only 21 Mm. it wasn't long ago where I was in these like the same boat as people that are doing A-levels and GCSEs and whatever so I feel like I've got that 
on my side so I can give them that advice on mm. what to do and stuff like that. I think, yeah, f- keeping that focus on like early careers and how we can improve our structures and how we can improve mm. our intakes and engaging with schools, obviously. We do so much of it already, but moving into areas that we haven't sort of reached yet is really important to us. Um, yeah, I think just improving the whole process and... I would like to find a way where we can interview people so that they don't feel so nervous, like, and that we can make it so it's, you know, completely fair and everyone's sort of, like, on the same, I don't know, structure of interview and stuff like that. So it's just one of them things I'd like to work on as, yeah, I think that's my overall sort of goal, which Mm. is, yeah, my focus. Cool. And I know you... I love that actually that like you're now thinking about right how can we improve the structures mm. almost to serve your old self as well mm. which is pretty cool yeah and then like, we also speaking briefly before about setting up your own thing on the side so oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe we could do a part two once we've done the experience in August we might be in a position where yes we might have a little side hustle so, yeah. <laughs> cool so um my last question is if you could if you had like a minute to speak to your 16 year old self what would you say to them with with the knowledge you know now? Um, if I could speak to my 16-year-old self, uh, <laughs> probably tell her to sort her hair out. <laughs> um, I think I'd say chill out, like just relax, because I was like stressing about everything, thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do with myself? Like, Where am I going to go? I'm going to be a waitrose forever, which you know what I mean? A lot of people do that and it's not, for everyone but a lot of people love that but it was not for me whatsoever Mm. um I think yeah I just tell myself calm down like everything's gonna work out because things do fall into place if you put the work in like to what you're doing and just focus on it like yeah you'll get there eventually but I think it's one of them things isn't it because when I was there in that situation I would never have been able to see like where I am now like I couldn't have predicted it Mm. But yeah, if I could go back, I'd just say chill out. Okay, chill out and let it flow. Yes, definitely. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You, you've got, you're going to add so much value. There's a lot of brain nuggets there I like to call that we can share with them as well. Um, so yeah, if you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please give it a rating. Um, where can we find, um, how can people find you? Um, LinkedIn is a good one mm-hmm. for me. Um, obviously on like all the socials like mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, and then if, there's anyone that wants any advice or anything you can always drop me an email mm-hmm. so could you put that yeah yeah of course me? we'll yeah. put her linkedin and uh, george's just like the email in the description as well so yeah if you've enjoyed today's episode please give it a little rating hopefully a five star uh drop a review tell georgia um a bit of well a bit of value that she's provided you that you're going to take away with you um and i look forward to listen uh, well speaking to you and listening to you very time soon i can't even speak Bye. <laughs> thank you <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.